Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This revenge story you're about to hear is genuinely mind-blowing, especially considering the fact that the revenge occurs from the grave. Guys, strap in, get comfortable, and let's begin. My grandmother put greedy preachers in their places twice even after she died My grandmother was a member of a large conservative bible believing church for her entire adult life This church which i'll call big white church was a member of a large evangelical denomination Big white church was located in a prosperous suburb of a large city in the bible belt of the deep south of the usa Grandma was very active in Big White Church. She worked in the nursery every Sunday morning, helped cook hundreds of church fellowship breakfasts and dinners, accompanied her children and grandchildren on dozens of church retreats and choir tours, taught youth Bible study on Sunday nights, and was very active in supporting her missions as well as helping with other youth programs. She always tithed and often gave extra for missions and special offerings. My grandma's greatest talent was making other people feel important. I've seen this firsthand many times. Although I belong to a different church, I often visited with grandma. And when I did, I usually went to big white church functions with her. I've seen her single-handedly cook breakfast for dozens of big white church youth, a task which took over two hours, even in the church's large kitchen. Then, after the meal, she asked the group for a round of applause for the high school student leader for doing such a great job of organizing the prayer breakfast. I remember that on a big white church youth retreat at a rural church camp, she drove most of the night to go back to the city and retrieve a big box of evangelistic materials that one of the assistant pastors, who I'll call Ass Pastor, had forgotten and asked her to get in time for our morning program the next day. His boss, the senior pastor, I'll call him Pompous Pastor, never found out that Ass Pastor had screwed up or that Grandma had fixed it for him. Ass Pastor never even thanked Grandma. Even though I was a child, this bothered me so much that I asked her about it. She said that she didn't mind at all. She told me her reward would be that those materials would help children find Jesus. Grandma's service to her church ended abruptly at the age of 73, when she broke her back in a car accident. Afterwards, for the last 10 years of her life, she was homebound and could not go to church because of this injury and declining health due to her old age. Her mind was just as sharp as ever and her faith remained sincere, but her body wore out a little more every day. During those 10 years, she made many efforts to reach out to the church, its leadership and her church friends, inviting them to visit her at home, etc. without success. Every one of those invitations was declined or simply ignored. Near the end, when she was in home hospice care, she decided to plan her own funeral. She and my grandpa called her church and asked for the senior pastor, pompous pastor, whom she had known for over 30 years, to visit her so that they could plan her memorial service, which she and grandpa wanted to be held at the church. Pompous pastor was too busy, but asked pastor stopped by a few days later. According to my grandpa, here's what happened at that meeting, with my grandma literally on her deathbed. Grandma, grandpa, and the 
Aspasta discussed her funeral for a couple of minutes. Then Aspasta started pressuring her to lay up your treasure in heaven by remembering your church in your will. Grandpa told him firmly that this is neither the time nor the place to discuss her will. They went back to discussing the funeral for a few minutes. Then Aspasta steered the conversation back to grandma's will with liberal injections of how badly her church needed her support. Grandpa told him several times that it was inappropriate to talk to grandma about her will or the church's financial needs because she was terminally ill and an enormous amount of physical pain. Aspasta would agree and briefly talk about the funeral but would then go back to talking about the church's financial needs. Heavenly rewards were your treasure is your heart will be also matthew 6 21 luke 12 34 etc my grandma literally started crying to put this into context grandma was more than a steel magnolia she was titanium coated with diamond wrapped in kevlar she rarely ever cried and never ever cried about herself not one tear when the doctor told her that her back was broken so badly that she would never walk again nor during the following six months in futile rehab she would shed sincere but well-managed tears at funerals and while visiting family members in the hospital when they received bad news she would cry to console others weep with those who weep but nobody not grandpa not her daughter my mum, nor any of my uncles or grandma's siblings ever remembered her crying for herself my grandma again was sobbing uncontrollably grandpa a retired steel worker ex-marine sergeant and korean war combat veteran physically grabbed ass pastor and escorted him out of their house not too gently contrary to everyone's expectations grandma lived another six months mostly because of sheer force of will eventually though grandma passed away and we held her memorial service at the funeral home not big white church Pompous Pasta and Aspasta were conspicuously absent. In fact, there were no professional Christians from Big White Church at the service at all, not even in the audience. To start the service, Grandpa stood up at the podium in front of the crowd and said, Some of you may have heard that I disinvited Pompous Pasta and Aspasta from this funeral service. This service is not an appropriate place for me to give you my reasons for doing this, although you all know me and so you know that my reasons are good ones. Also, my wife asked me to exclude them this funeral service may be different from other funerals that you have attended it is going to be an open microphone funeral everyone who wants to say something is invited to come up here and describe hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Your friendship with my wife. Tell a story about her that is worth remembering or anything else that you want to say that will honor her memory and bring comfort to everyone here today. I've asked several family members to prepare statements, but you don't have to have anything prepared. Please, if you want to say something, come up here and do so. There were about 100 people at the funeral service. At least a third of them eventually stepped up to the microphone. 
The service, which we had planned to last about 30 minutes, lasted for over two hours. And as best as I can tell, not one person left early. There was laughing, crying and hugging. Three of her grandchildren played some of her favorite songs on the piano and guitar. We all joined hands and sang her favorite hymns. Afterwards, dozens of people told my grandpa that it was one of the most comforting and uplifting funerals they had ever attended. More than a few remarks that funerals are better without preachers anyway, or something similar. Remembering her pastors and her church in her will, the one-two punch. A couple of weeks later, it was time to start distributing the bequests in grandma's will. Although grandma and grandpa dearly loved each other, they had separate wills because, as she told my mum, that makes it easier for us to respect each other's turf and because their lawyer had recommended it. Nobody thought that my grandparents were wealthy. They had lived in the same small but charming house in a prosperous, well-maintained suburban neighborhood for the past 50 plus years and had worked hard and lived modestly, but it was rumored that they had a very nice nest Of course, there is no legal requirement for anyone to attend the reading of the will or to even have a reading. Modern telecommunications and near-universal literacy have made this quaint custom practically extinct. But the reading of the will was a tradition in our family because it was one of those events that gave our close-knit extended family an excuse to get together. We never had family reunions. They were too difficult to schedule for our large family. But we got together at birthdays, holidays, funerals, baptisms, etc. So that if you attend several of these, you would see just about every one of your cousins, aunts, uncles, and even great aunts and uncles who were grandmas and grandpa's siblings and in-laws. With this family tradition in mind, many of our family's members' wills often contained very personal bequests of items that had little cash value, but were the departed family members' way of telling their loved ones that they wanted to share a cherished memory with them one last time. As an added incentive to attend, the family rumor mill had been buzzing with speculation, encouraged by grandpa, that grandma's will contained some surprises. The reading was held in a conference room at a lawyer's office. Unsurprisingly, the attendees included my mum, as well as aunts, uncles, great aunts, great uncles, and many of the grandchildren. We were all surprised, however, to see Pompous Pastor and Ass Pastor from Big White Church. They informed us that grandma's lawyer had told them that grandma's will had bequests not only for Big White Church, but also for them personally. Maybe it was just our imagination, but my siblings, cousins, and I couldn't help notice that these preachers appeared to be actively salivating over their good fortune at grandma's generosity. Grandma had a large family, so a sizable number of beneficiaries were named in her will. The lawyer's conference room was a bit smaller than an average middle-class living room. Extra chairs had been brought in, every seat was filled, and people were standing in every remaining space. There was barely space for us all. Grandma's lawyer suggested that Pompous Pastor and Ass Pastor sit in chairs which were in the front of the room, next to himself. Since there was a large table in the room, this meant that the lawyer and these two preachers were the only ones who were directly facing everyone else. Although the preachers were gratified to be physically next to the center of attention, they did not notice, as all of the rest of us quickly noticed, that these seats made it easy for everyone else in the room to watch them closely, and practically impossible for them to leave the packed to more than overflowing room before the meeting was over, because they were the farthest from the room's single door, and there were almost two people standing or sitting between them and their only path to escape. 
The bequests were quite generous, but pretty much what we had expected. Grandpa kept the house, its contents, the retirement accounts, and everything that remained after all of the bequests have been satisfied. Children, grandchildren, and several local charities received nice, but not extravagant amounts of money. Several sentimental items were named and given to various friends and relatives. Grandpa was the first beneficiary listed in the will, but after him, all of the other bequests were arranged in order of increasing worth. They started with sentimental items, which had very small cash value. Then each grandchild received several thousand dollars. Then each son, daughter, brother, sister, niece, and nephew received a little more. Then several local nonprofits received very nice amounts, etc. Bequests to Big White Church, Pompous Pasta, and Ass Pasta were almost the last ones listed in the will. They listened politely to the other bequests, but with steadily growing anticipation as they noticed the exponential upward trend in Grandma's largest. When Grandma's lawyer got to the Big White Church and preached as part of the will, he said, This is a bit unusual, but before I announce these bequests to Big White Church, Pompous Pasta, and Ass Pasta, Miss Grandma's name requested that I read the following statement to everyone present. He opened a letter that was written in Grandma's own handwriting. He read aloud, For the past 10 years, not one person from Big White Church has ever called me, come to visit me, or sent me a note to tell me that they cared about me. Not one minister, not one deacon, not one of the churchwomen, not one of the church members who I worked with for all those years, loved dearly and thought were my friends. I worked very hard for you when you needed me, for many, many years. But when I needed you and your church, you all pretended that I didn't exist. I only got one visit when I was dying and I invited Pompous Pastor to come to my house and help me plan my funeral. This was my last attempt, after many attempts that I had made over the past 10 years, to reach out to my church and pastor, whom I still love dearly, even though they had made it clear that they did not love me. If only I could have my funeral at my church, maybe some of my church friends, whom I had not seen in a decade, would come to the service to see me one last time. And I know they love to hear Pompous Pastor preach, so if he preached at my funeral, maybe they would come to my funeral to hear him, even if they would not have come to see me. But Pompous Pastor couldn't find the time to visit me or even call me to tell me whether or not he was willing to preach at my funeral. Ass Pastor came by my house, but he didn't want to talk about my funeral. He just wanted to remember his church in my will. That's all. Just remember his church in my will. It was then that I realized that I had allowed my church to break my heart for one last time. But that was the last time, the very last time. As pastor did not know it when he visited me, but grandpa and I had already prepared my will long before his visit, which did include a double tithe, 20% of my entire estate for what was now my former former church big white church this amount was and then she named the amount in the letter which was an enormous load of money generating muffled wows from many of her heirs including me but i got to feeling badly that we had not personally remembered such nice people as pompous pastor and ass pastor so i changed my will to include them by name while i was at it i changed the amount of money that i left to big white church to match all of the love that they have showed to me during the last 10 years of my life when i was suffering and lonely and no longer able to work my butt off of them for free like i had done for almost half a century that is her entire written statement the lawyer said now let's go back to the bequests in the will bequest to ass pasta one cent bequest to pompous pasta one cent bequest to big white church one cent you guessed it 
The pompous pasta and ass pasta sat there looking like someone had just injected a gallon of Novocaine into their jaws. Every one of grandma's family and friends felt an overwhelming urge to laugh out loud, but we kept quiet because we knew grandma. We knew she wasn't finished yet. Grandma was simply setting them up for a one-two punch. The best was yet to come, and we didn't want to miss it. There is one last bequest, the lawyer continued, for a charity called, which he named an our cool black charity, then he paused before naming the amount. Most of us had no idea what black charity was, but by the looks on their faces, we could tell that Pompous Pasta and Ass Pasta knew black charity very, very well. Their faces displayed the same expressions of shock, dread, and horror that they would have if the lawyer had said, this bequest goes to the demonic baby eaters to buy extra large rotisserie barbecue grills and tons of charcoal oh my god every eye in the room was now fixated on pompous pasta and ass pasta the lawyer who happened to be my uncle one of grandma's and grandpa's sons let the silence continue a few seconds more if we had been able to read pompous pastas and ass pastas minds we would have known the history behind the looks on their faces black charity was sponsored by a large black church just a few miles from big white church They ran a free food slash clothing bank, assistance programs for foster children, home delivery of pre-cooked meals for homebound seniors, legal aid, and other social services. A long time ago, Big White Church, which was and still is 100% Caucasian, had provided a few years of financial and other support to black charity. Then there was a very bitter, acrimonious breakup, allegedly because black charity was practicing the social gospel while Big White Church was preaching the true gospel. Big White Church even sued to try and get some of their money back although the suit was eventually settled and very little money actually changed hands but this being the deep south everyone knew the real reason why big white church or any white church would stop supporting a black charity those blank were getting uppity and not staying in their place Grandma and grandpa had seriously considered leaving big white church at that time But they had reasoned that it was better to stay there and teach tolerance by their words and example They knew they would never persuade everyone But maybe they could reach some of the youth at their white church and break the generational cycle of racism Grandma used to tell us my church is my mission field We did not learn the true depth of her statements until after she died Since then grandma and grandpa had secretly sent a portion of their tithe to black charity every month most of grandma's family including me didn't find out about any of this until after the meeting had ended but pompous pasta and ass pasta obviously understood what grandma by her actions which are more powerful than words was saying to them if you've grown up as a white person in the deep south as grandma grandpa pompous pasta and ass pasta had you would understand to many white southerners this was one of the most personally insulting things you could do to them it simultaneously labeled them as racist condemn their bigotry and crush their delusions of white superiority by saying these black human beings whom you hate disrespect and have mistreated are better people than you are so they deserve my money more than you do having allowed time for everyone to observe pompous pasta and ass pasta while they thought about how their white church had treated this black charity and how they and their church had treated our grandma the lawyer said 
the amount is then he named the exact same amount that grandma had named in her handwritten letter the huge amount of money that would have gone to big white church if she had not changed her will holy heck i mean guys comment down below if you agree with me on this one but that has to be one of the best stories if not i'm just i'm gonna say it that is the best story i think i've ever read on my channel so far i mean i've uploaded almost what 500 videos at this point and i think that is gonna take the cake for the best ever story on my channel but wow what a what a story i can't believe that oh your grandma an absolute legend so <laughs> that is mental she gave away pretty much her entire life just being selfless helping this white church but in the end she saw how much they didn't really value her as a community member and decided that you know what my money is better off spent uh, spent elsewhere i'm not going to give it to you i'm going to give it to a black charity furthermore this white church was just openly racist towards a black charity i mean that's absolutely crazy oh wow your grandma and grandpa are unbelievable people and they did the right thing here wow what a story guys if you are still watching right now then fair enough this was a long story but what a crazy one it was comment down below ask pasta because i'm not gonna lie i have enjoyed saying ask pasta about 30 times in the last 15 minutes or so it's been very enjoyable uh that's for sure so comment that down below and i will know that you are a true fan of me and the channel because you know no one else would watch all this video it has been a long one and also with that all being said guys that is going to be the end of the video i really hope you have enjoyed it if you did and you want more pro revenge like this one i've left another equally as good well not equally as good let's be honest it's less good but it's still a good pro revenge video up on screen right now just go and click that watch that one if not you've already seen it make sure you are subscribed to my channel if you are new around here turn notifications on so you will never miss one of these crazy reddit videos that i post each and every day